0: Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Evan. Yes. Welcome back to Rutgers University. And a beautiful, beautiful evening. Yes. You want to know why today's a great day? Why is it New a great York day? New York sports is on top. All right. The Yankees are winning. And we are the best team in baseball, best record in the league. Ten-game win streak. You know, I was a little panicked. We were on 500, a little below. We lost a couple games, lost to the Orioles. But we are on top, and we are the best team in baseball, best fielding, best batting, you name it. We got it.
0: So is this the part where I go like, oh, we're only three weeks in, so relax, or is it different because it's the Yankees?
1: It's different because it's the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we say the Mets relax, it's usually because they have, like, a catastrophic downhill tumble at some point in the year. Where like everybody forgets how to swing the bat. And then like Pete Alonzo Well, he currently is kind of lost to first base. Dom Smith should be starting there more. But I'm I'm pretty sure Pete also said he wants to play first base, correct? Pete wants to play first base. Like why? Because
0: he wants gold gloves. That's why that's why he said he wants to win a gold glove there.
1: He's definitely not winning any types of gold glove. He we, can get like yeah. the cardboard glove.
0: Well, yeah, it's well, definitely not a gold glove. Also, when you have Paul Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman there, it's going to be a little tough. A little tough. How about Anthony Rizzo? Oh, yeah, yeah, because the AL
1: and uh, all are the same thing. You got yeah, 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 there you go. I just wanted to mention his name. Are you okay? Most of them runs in the league, but may I mention? Oh, cool. The Yankees are ripping Aaron Judge, best right fielder, Rizzo, best first baseman. Forget Freddie Freeman. We never needed him.
0: Oh, here we go! I never we go. wanted him. This no, whole time. Yeah, there we go. You, I, you never, like... I never, I <laughs> never
1: wanted Freddie Freeman. I knew Rizzo was the the future. You,
0: you sound like Jeff fans after
1: they get Tyree. <laughs> uh, Jets fans after like Elijah Moore has a good year. It's Like we never, wanted we never Ty- wanted you. I never wanted you. Go Yankees. Garrett Wilson's gonna be a threat over there.
0: Not a good draft. If you want, if you want to yeah. get into the draft now, yeah, let's
1: get into it, Evan. All right. Um, I think the Giants and Jets came up on top, and then third place. I kind of well. First round, I think the Giants had a que- some questionable picks later on in the draft, but still, mm-hmm. these seem to be guys that fit Dayball's system Okay, and what he wanted. So you know what? I can't even be mad at that until you see the product on the field. Yes. But yeah, Giants had one of the best drafts. The Jets did. Ravens, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. Linderbaum and Hamilton. Yep. Uh, Where did, what's his name, fall to? The Eagles had a good draft. I'm very yeah. scared, and I'm very nervous about yes, that, yes. may I mention. They brought in A.J. Brown. Uh, they had a lot of good defensive first-round picks. The D-tackle was a little questionable to me that they got out of Georgia. Yep. That was pick, what, 13, 15, right mid, 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 mid-teens. mid Um, He's like one of those guys where he could either come out and be like the best D-tackle in the league because he's a freak of nature and absolute unit, but he had like some questionable effort and – stamina over at Georgia. You got some plays, in, you know, late in the fourth quarter where he's struggling to he shed. He's not putting 100% effort. You never know. Yeah. It could be straightened out in the league perfectly fine.
0: And you're playing alongside Fletcher Cox, so.
1: I mean, he's a guy, to be honest, if he had a couple more sacks, he would have been like a top five pick. Mm-hmm. But he's an easy D-tackle. If he runs stuffs that middle and throws a little pressure in there, it's going to be a, a tremendous pick. And uh, I'm honestly very nervous about it. He's a slept-on selection.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, they had, a, they had a good draft as well.
1: <sighs> on oh. we got Thibodeau and Neal. Those are two guys, Evan. We were discussing like one of them could be the number one overall pick. And yep. I don't think I've ever been this happy as a Giants fan to draft day. I think this might be the best first round of my lifetime. I can't remember another time where I was, like, genuinely thrilled. Last time I was, like, kind of excited. We got, like, Eli Apple, and that didn't turn out. Maybe Saquon? Flowers, that didn't turn out. Saquon? I was so hyped for Saquon, but it's, like, a different level of excited. Because Saquon was like, we don't have an old line still, though. You never know. It was was more flash. And, like, how good can a running back turn out with this? This is a 6-7 tackle and an edge rusher that honestly I think is the best edge rusher, has the highest ceiling as an edge rusher. Him and uh, Trayvon Walker have the highest ceiling out of any edge rusher in the draft. You mean Hutchinson? No, I don't think Hutchinson has the highest draft. I said him and Trayvon Walker have the highest ceiling. You think so? I think Hutchinson is the safest selection as okay. a D end and is going to be the best day one. Okay. But I think that the the highest ceiling is going to be Trayvon Walker and Thibodeau. Okay. Like, at their peak, at the best they could possibly get. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. That's,
0: that's still, that that Trayvon Walker pick, I'm still not sure. I'm still... I,
1: once again, I'm not sure, but I'm not upset. Yeah. It, you'll never know till you see the product on the field. Like, you, this guy was also playing with something, you know, insane defensive talent alongside him, too, yeah. at Georgia. So that kind of skews a little bit. Does, it takes away some attention from him. But all the physical tools are there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, Detroit, you got to be absolutely astonished. I mean, you got walks with Hutchinson, who was at one point the unanimous first overall pick. Yes, Jameson Williams, who if healthy is the best receiver in the draft. Yep. And later in the first, they got who again? Pick thirty-one. Not thirty one. My bad.
0: No, they They, they had pick thirty two. No, they, I think didn't they use that to trade up? Because they traded it up. I thought they had another. I think I think they used that to trade up. I want to say. I forget who was the thirty second pick. I forget. Um, Why well, you got it, Evan? No, I I don't I I don't remember it. That was only Thursday, and that felt like ages ago. The draft. It,
1: it does feel like ages ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I generally I generally cannot remember. I I think they used that as
1: oh I'm talking, this is second round too. I really like the the lineman they got out of Kentucky. I saw like a lot of these guys I didn't know the best come especially later into the second round. Okay. You watch a little film on them, you know, kind of watch a couple of video clips. Josh, it was Josh Pascal out of Kentucky. Just in general, they had a good draft. They got, what, the safety was a little questionable on the third round. I heard the tight end out of VTech is supposedly really good, Mitchell. I, I think they're coming together, Evan. I think Detroit is actually doing something. And it all depends how Jared Goff plays. Maybe they are horrendous again and get Bryce Hall. not Bryce Young. Bryce Young, thank you. I said Bryce Hall, so that's not his name. Not no, that
0: is the, uh, the YouTuber. Yeah. TikTok. I guy. don't know why I said that. Yeah. But, Social media, anyway, Bryce Young through.
1: out of Alabama, who's probably going to be top five pick next year. Could you be, never know. Tua was supposed to be a top five pick.
0: Yeah, well, he was. Wasn't he sixth? No, he was fifth. Oh,
1: how did that turn out?
0: It's going great. Tua was supposed to be the
1: first overall pick. People want him. Well, to yeah, he, he, was,
0: he was going to be. And then he sucked. And then Joe Burrow came along, and then he broke his hip. And Herbert was better. Her Tua went over Herbert. How you like that? Huh? How you like that? It's me. This is me coping with the pick. I have to yell now. But Tua's better than Jalen. I don't care. No.
1: Yes. And you know who's the guy yes. who, like, the biggest surprise was. What, what was he? I went to New England. What in God's called Strange. Strange? And you know what's crazy? I was like, you know what? Maybe Bill found a hidden gem. You know? I was like, yes. maybe he saw something in the film. And I watched clips on him. <laughs> and it got worse. I watched him at the Senior Bowl get annihilated by third-round draft picks. I don't think he was even a
0: first-round. I don't think a lot of people had no, him in his no. first round.
1: Did you not see the clip of Sean McVay laughing? He was like, wow, yeah, we yeah. were hoping to get this guy at 104.
0: I saw the clip with him and Les Snead being like, oh, wow. that's yeah, And I then think they also traded
1: one. up and got that receiver who, yeah, he was yeah. fast, but like, he was like a third, fourth-round talent.
0: And then they drafted uh,
1: Bailey Zap was
0: on the board. Yeah, well, and you go you, pick a you pick a
1: quarterback in the fourth round. And, and it's, not even, it's not even like Sam Howell; it's Bailey Zap, who's like what? Yeah, a he, decent arm talent from what I've seen. Okay, average. fair. It's a fair fair quarterback prospect, but you have Mac Jones.
0: It, it that that one made no sense.
1: He, None uh, of them made sense. Yeah, the, only, the second round pick the sister, his re- there was a receiver, but.
0: He, Bill Belichick's recent draft record has been spotty. Over the past like half decade, it's been I spotty. I don't
1: know why he's still the GM.
0: Who's going to tell? Who's going to tell? Who's going to tell Bill Belichick? You can't make these selections anymore. I f- yeah, there, there's no way. There's no it's, way.
1: I know there's no way. But they're also- he's the
0: offensive coordinator, pretty much. There's no offensive
1: coordinator what in New England. First round pick that he's had has worked out other than Mac Jones. I'm
0: trying to think like. Going backwards to 2020, who was twenty twenty. What's his name? That I receiver that they had a, is a business. kill Harry. kill Harry is not awful. Uh twenty eighteen. I think what did they pick I think it was Sony Michelle, who's in who's with the Rams.
1: Who was good but he's so good, but
0: back. he was like third on a depth chart. Um I try to, if you want to pull that up somehow, like yeah. their their last i trying to think of the last good first round pick. That New England, uh, New England sucks. I'm not going to say Mac Jones because it's still one year in, and even then, I think people are still overrating him. I don't care.
1: But still, if, as of right now, it's worked out.
0: It's, it's better than what they had in 2020.
1: Okay, 2022, Cole Strange. Okay, 2021, Mac Jones. Yep. Check. 2020, no pick. 2019, Nikhil Harry. No. With some studs on the board at receiver. May I yeah. add. 2018, Isaiah Wynn. Uh, is he even a starting lineman for them? I have he no
0: is, but he's been injured. He struggled with injuries. Sonny Michelle.
1: Yes. 2016-17, no pick. Okay. 2015, Malcolm Brown. 2014, Dominique Easley. No. 2013, no pick. 2012, Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower, which were both, like, global. Okay, there mobile. you Yeah, but, but
0: even then, Chandler Jones, he
1: found success elsewhere. But still, as as a
0: yeah. selection. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I, I, hey. Hey. Ten years ago. But
1: you know what's crazy? If you go back to those areas, they were picking unreal players. Yeah. So but 2012, even... Dante Hightower, okay. Chandler Jones. Yeah. 2011, Nate Soldier, who, who's a little spotty now, but at the time when he was, good. was tremendous. Yes, Devin McCourty, 2010. No hey. pick in 2019. Two, 2009, 2009, my bad. 2008, Jordan Mayo. 2007, Brandon Merriweather. These are all guys who were very good back in the day. Um, 2006, Lawrence and Maroney, whatever. Yeah, 2005, Logan Mankins, who I'm, I'm pretty sure was an All-Pro yes. uh, guard. Yeah. Uh, Vince Wilfork in 2004. There you go. There's, you know these are All-Pro guys that are drafting yeah. now, and now they haven't had a decent player yeah. since once again 2012 yeah. was their last legit pick.
0: Yeah. Not only not
1: kind of, I mean, is yeah.
0: that Bill Check might be losing a, like a little bit when it comes to drafting, but also like a bunch of those people definitely that were there making those picks—they're all gone. Like, there's no way all those – because they've all taken GM jobs somewhere else. Oh, for a fact. So, yeah, like those people – it's really Bill, who's now 10, 15 years older. He's in his 70s. And with people that are are new and – what are you going to tell them to to override Bill Palachuk's, you know, decision? No way. Is, no um, way. It's the same son still with, the with the Cowboys.
1: the Organization? Was that? Is his son still with the organization?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them are. There's two of them. Oh, there's two with us? I
1: know S- Steve and Belichick. Oh,
0: Steve and I forget the there's other one. There's a
1: Brian and there's an Amanda, mm-hmm. so probably Brian.
0: Yes. But there's but yeah there, there's two, two is like his ones. son. Like yeah, no, he that's scary. really
1: like horrifying looks like him. But I don't know what his position is with the Patriots.
0: I, I think he, he's gotta be like well, he's
1: the outside linebacker. Obviously there. defensive. Uh, of course. Of course. Let's see. Brian Belichick is Our the safeties
0: coach. Is, there you go. Uh, makes sense. So uh,
1: I guess the future of the New England Patriots lays in the Belichicks for eternity?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like, like, literally, like, Josh McDaniels is not there anymore. So, like, who's next in line? I well, guess I mean, a, either that or Matt Patricia or even Joe Judge.
1: Wow. Matt Patricia?
0: That would be... Oh, please, please give me that.
1: Joe Judge, I still want to see him work somewhere because, like, it was tough. I really liked Joe Judge himself. The terrible people on that roster. I'm talking, like, coordinators. I mean, the guys calling the plays were absolutely lost. But he was the one who uh, picked those people. That's, what I'm, that's the problem. It, it was just difficult because I really – he was the first coach in a while since I called him where I was like, this is the guy.
0: Hey, you're on the same boat when I was talking about Flores. There we go. At least we're all on the same page.
1: Because it was there. The energy was there in the building, and it just didn't pan out. The last couple guys I had no faith in. You had – come on, Evan, you, you know the two names. For the Giants. The Giants. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, yes. Uh, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Shermer was like, I don't even know. He was just like there. He would. Shermer was there. that's a weird one. I feel like he had no energy. He, they were just trying to ride off of the fact that those Vikings had like a good year, and like he could have been the reason.
0: It, yeah, it's that, and, uh, and it was like, oh, he had prior head coaching experience because he coached the Browns like in like the late 2000s or 2010s.
1: He just – that was a weird one. Um, Cadu is also another guy where – Where did he come from? Where was he from when Green he – Green Bay, I want to say. Really? Because I know he was at Green Bay at some point. I don't know if he came directly from there, but I know he was with Rodgers and Green Bay at some point.
0: Okay. And he, and he was out of the league until this year.
1: Yeah, he, he was the one with that 2016 year. That Giants team was tremendous. They had a lot of really questionable defensive signings, and they all worked out for some reason. And you had guys like had a career resurgence years, and every the whole defense was all pro.
0: Yeah, I, re-
1: a, I remember that. I remember that year. Everyone was, I was, was like, really excited in high school. That was the last time where I was like happy as a sports fan. All right, like, like I feel like the like as much as I love all my sports teams, when the Giants are really good, it's like a different feeling for football.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, because like, well, like, it's also because there's less games.
1: Yeah, it's just it, the energy was there. The players were so much fun. And we were winning games the next year was just awful and he managed it terribly. He benched Eli. Oh yeah. How do you bench for Gino your best player in your franchise's history for Geno Smith?
0: That that decision still stuns me to this day. And that was close to five years ago.
1: And they really punished poor Eli with like the worst offensive line ever. Yeah. In his last couple of years, and he did lack the mobility and it they have like, hasn't gone better. I still can, you know, that's what I'm saying. He was on a down tilt, but he's a guy that was so could get the job done with some protection. I mean, look at Brady, like, I'm not saying I'm not comparing you to Brady, don't get me by any stretch of the means. But he went to Tampa Bay, and they did nothing but sign and pick linemen. Yes, and he protected them because even history has shown Brady, when you got a guy screaming in his face, isn't as good as most quarterbacks are. Now you have a what thirty six year old Eli Manning. You're like, let's make it more difficult for him in the pocket.
0: Yeah, and also I think it helps that that Brady is also, you know, the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's so what I'm so that's everyone what is out. It's so not everyone out. the two of them. Well, well, yeah.
1: But still, the different level of respect that he was able to gain. Yeah, exactly. So um, Ben McAdoo, man, he's with the Carolina.
0: So he, okay,
1: here's where he went. So he started off as a high school coach. Okay, beautiful. Then he went to another high school. All right. Then went to Michigan State as a grad assistant. All right. Then as a Fairfield, he went as an offensive line and tight ends coach. Okay. Then was hired at Pittsburgh as a grad assistant. Then went to the Saints as an offensive quality control coach. Then San Fran as an assistant offensive line coach. Okay. Then Green Bay as a tight ends coach. Then Green Bay as a quarterback's coach, As I was talking about. Yes, and then the New York Giants, the offensive coordinator, then head coach. Look at that. He was a Green Bay.
0: There we go. All right. We were talking about the draft, and that segued into...
1: That's fine. Tell me about Miami. You had a couple of late picks. I, I'm we pretty sure co- you were kind of happy.
0: We had a couple. We had a couple. Of third round, Channing Tyndall, a linebacker from Georgia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who is like super athlete, the dude is just insanely athletic, and was pretty much behind was behind Quay Walker and Nicobe Dean, so that's why like statistically you look at him like oh he barely had any production yeah because he was the third best linebacker on that on that defense. Uh, f- uh fourth round, Eric Ezukanma, who's like pretty much like the Devonte Parker replacement, big body receiver. Uh, that that one surprised me a little bit, but. I seen some footage of him and he looks like an exciting player that if I if they picked him like 10 years ago, I would have I would have had a field day with him. Uh and then 7th round, Cameron Good, linebacker from uh California who I don't really know a whole lot about. Uh, so I need to do a little bit more research on him. And then in the last pick was quarterback Skylar Thompson from Kansas State who is literally Developmental quarterback, so that was an inter- that was an interesting one, uh, but you here's you got to look at it this way with that selection: a you can't be paying uh, backup quarterbacks you know five six million forever, you know they did mm-hmm. that with with, with uh, Brissett last year and Bridgewater this year, and sort of the play style wise, you don't it, they're fairly similar, so. I don't – I people still have questions about it. I. I. It really su- surprised me with that selection. But seventh round,
1: why I not? I really want to press you about this.
0: Okay. I, I, geez, I wonder where we're going with
1: this. I know you know where we're going with this. What does Tua have to do to sit behind Te- Teddy Bridgewater at some point this season? What has to happen for you to be like, all right, Teddy needs to step on the field?
0: Literally, Tua has to be injured. That is literally the only way.
1: If you're telling me if you guys start off the season like one in four, there's no way he touches the field.
0: Well, you have to. See, well, okay, you have to see how two is playing in those games. It's literally how two is playing in those games. Because because they went one in seven. You last know what year. Teddy
1: will give you. Teddy will give yeah. you consistent yeah. quality gameplay, but you're obviously looking for more than that. Yes. And two at his peak can be really hyper accurate and deliver the passes and get you guys get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. He's not going to go out there and give you a Justin Herbert performance and, you know, gun downfield. Yes. But if he can accurately get the ball in Tyreek's hands, that's all you need him to do. Exactly. Exactly. Like So, but th- at the same time, Teddy could do that too.
0: Teddy could do that too, but I think, well, I think Teddy knows his role. So he's coming back home. He's literally just, they, I bet you Mike McDaniel told him, hey, listen, you're back up here. You're to teach Tua some things, and also you're back home, and you're getting you're getting five six million bucks.
1: So would you see, be surprised if come week one, Miami Dolphins say Teddy Bridgewater is the week one starter?
0: Absolutely, I would absolutely be stunned. There's no this is Tua's job to lose. There's no way I would be absolutely.
1: What if he loses it come you know preseason and training camp? The
0: only way I see that is literally Tua has to play like horrible, like literally horrible, and then Bridgewater has to be like really good. There's really the only way, or he's or Tua's injured to start off the year. There's really, there's really, which that's is
1: it. a possibility.
0: There's a possibility. Well, obviously, I hope it doesn't happen, but it, it's a week one starter. Tua's week one starter, unless anything catastrophic happens.
1: That, that's really it. As a Dolphins fan, Evan, okay. for Tua going into this year, what are the goals for him? What does he have to do for you to be like this is our guy for the next couple of years, or at least for next season? For one, stay healthy. That is the. The biggest issue. So he misses it, six, seven games. He's got to go.
0: It, 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 the, that question is uh, more uh, how he does the game. It's more something. acceptable to me to say, like, I guess we have to, mm. you know. Um, it, that, that's that's more of an issue, in my opinion, than his arm than his quote unquote arm strength compared to her, like, it's like he has to stay healthy.
1: I mean, like like I said again, I, I'm i not a, the biggest fan of the argument, you know, like he doesn't have the biggest arm strength because, you know. He can remember, get the ball there. Remember the ball last there. year was the injury-prone quarterback with good arm accuracy and poor strength? Okay. You remember who that name was? Who was that? That was Joe Burrow. A lot of people were questioning, like, hey, this guy's got, you know, he's a, got a weak arm. He's pretty accurate, but, I don't know, can he get it down the field? Coming off an ACL injury, can he stay healthy? And now people are putting him in their top five, top ten quarterbacks exactly. in the league. there you go. So I don't like the arm strength, per se, as long as you can get the ball where it needs to be. Yes. Tua can get the ball there. He can get the ball there. Um, it's just his size and frame for being an immobile quarterback concerns me. That That's my biggest concern for Tua. Because if you're going to be, what is he, like 5'10"? Six foot. Six foot. Okay, that's not as bad, but still. And a lefty, and you can't run. We got to against lefties. For some guys, it's diff- more difficult to see. You know, at, at the lefty's hand. That's just me. Pressing. In my
0: opinion, I think that's the stupidest argument of all time. Uh, it is, is, so it is a stupid argument. It's but, so dumb. But still,
1: he, he's a little guy. I mean, if you're gonna be that size, you got to at least be able to scramble and run a, a little bit. I'm not talking. You don't have to be Kyler Murray. No. But even Russell Wilson at this point in his career can still you know, improvise attack tad. Tua doesn't have impro- improv skills. He has to be able to sit in that pocket. So if they can protect him, so be it. But that's my biggest concern for him.
0: Yeah, well, that O line needs to play well. The offensive system needs to execute, and we have to have, a, we have to have a good run game. It's really the only way that, for God's sake, this offense works. This offense clicks and Tua clicks. It's really that's really a, a big thing, and having Tyreek Kill, there is awesome. It's a lot better than them not trading for Tyreek Kill and sitting at twenty nine, where all those receivers were off the board. Literally, all the receivers were off the board at that at that point.
1: They could have traded up.
0: They could have, but it's a lot. It's a lot better having Tyreek Kill than you know, guy that we don't know yet. You know, I like Trelon Burks. I like Jahan Dodson. I like some of those receivers, but those are rookie rookie, uh, rookie players, you
1: know? Out of those first-round guys, who are your favorite receivers off the board, though? Like, let's say the Dolphins were there. Who is your favorite first-round guy?
0: Um, Well, honestly, I would have taken any of them, honestly. I generally would have taken any of them. I literally, like, took... Maybe Jameson Williams, I would say. Okay, like I, I think, I think he's, I think he's good. I think he's ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and hey, he was, you know, with these injury issues. I think what was he second or a third receiver taken? Even Drake, ah, uh, like Drake London. I think I would have taken if you wanted that that big body receiver. Literally anyone, Garrett Wilson. Even Olav. I, I literally would have taken anyone.
1: This is where I put it because this is where I was thinking about this. So this really question, I was like. Drake London is your highest ceiling receiver. Yes. He could be Julio Jones, you know, next tier if he really is what he can be. Got drafted uh, Atlanta, so. Exactly. That's at his best, right? At his worst, he, you know, can gain zero separation and get locked down. He could literally
0: be like Devontae Parker. No separate, like he got the high point the ball, you know, physical guy, but like literally cannot separate
1: worth a damn. Exactly. Um, the safest pick, I think, was Garrett Wilson. I think he's the best day one guy. Uh, the only reason I don't say Jameson Williams is because he was coming off those injuries.
0: Injuries and also had, like, one year of incredible production mm-hmm. Wilson, because he sat yeah. behind Olave and Garrett Wilson.
1: Garrett Wilson's got great route running, great hands, great vertical. Everything everything checks the box with yes. Garrett Wilson. But I think the, the biggest sleeper pick in that first round was uh, Traylon Burks. That's, yeah. Who do you got? Where do you go again? Tennessee, correct? Did you go to Tennessee? I forget.
0: I, Jennifer, I, I, I mean, gen- they picked. Uh... I, no. <sighs> well, that's wrong. anything happen or no?
1: No, no. I'm just trying to think of the. Uh... Come on, Evan. Give it to me.
0: I, 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 I genuinely forget. Come on, stupid phone. Tray.
1: Oh, stupid, come on. Traylon Burke. He went to Tennessee, okay. Did he go to Tennessee? Exactly what I was thinking. So, I want to make sure I wasn't wrong here. The, why this is the perfect pick, right? Yes. And I think he's the most underrated receiver in the sense that you get rid of uh, A.J. Brown. J- yep. And you bring in a guy out of a rookie deal who can deliver the same thing as A.J. Brown. Big body, yak receiver. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, think yeah, it yeah. works out perfectly for both parts. Parties and uh, Traylon Burks is, I think. Well, he was personally one of my highest graded receivers out of college, out of Arkansas. No, I was a big Traylon if, Burks fan. I thought Miami stayed in the draft; they could have gone for him. Yeah, like uh,
0: if uh, if somehow he fell out, fell to Miami at twenty nine. Yeah, absolutely would have taken him. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, this is, like all these guys are have potential to be number one guys.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a real, a really potent receiver class.
0: Yes, it was depth upon depth, but all of them went before, like, pick 20, pretty much.
1: You still had some surprising like, second-round guys that were pretty decent. Yeah. But there were a lot but, of guys. Like, those were, like, the guys. And don't all of on, them don't just— Don't sleep on Sky more. Don't sleep on Sky more. All right. Call me now, because Peter has the eye for receivers. Mm. Remember when I said that in a year from today, Justin Jefferson will be the best receiver in football. You remember that, Evan?
0: Yes, I do remember that because you kept saying it every episode. Every
1: episode, this is because I'm very proud of that take because it was my best take ever. All right. It was like week one of the year.
0: It was like literally our first episode,
1: and I I had to make a bold, hot take to start off the podcast. Yeah. and you know, here we are. I also had to take that Josh Allen was abysmal. So everyone had the everyone had that take. Literally, everyone had that take. Still, but I really believed it. And I, I also believe said too. the best quarterback was going to be a... Uh, was Did you say Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen. Yeah. Well. But I also was a big Lamar fan, so, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I never understood why he falls so far. But anyways. Yeah.
0: Well, I never bought Donald because he's a USC quarterback, so don't drive USC quarterbacks. I quarterback hate still.
1: those arguments. Where the quarterback come from does not matter.
0: That's true. But I still didn't buy him because... Like literally none of them have been really good. See, Lineart's son already
1: has like eight D one offers. Matt Linart has a son who's already getting offers? Really? He's about to enter his freshman year of high school. He's what? in eighth grade. Why are we doing this already? He's in eighth grade. This is like Archie like Archie Manning again. He doesn't have the USC offer. But Archie Man no Arch Manning. Already, Arch Manning, my bad, my bad. Arch Manning is like the number one prospect yeah. in his class. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's been he's, he's been the number one quarterback. He's in like, his class since like since he was
1: born, he happened to work out though, because he's also like you know got unreal arm talent and a scrambler,
0: Manning, right? Yes, Arch Manning. Yes, yes. And I don't know genetics,
1: <laughs> but like, where did the running come from?
0: New age, new age, <laughs> new age quarterback,
1: like a mobile Manning. What?
0: New age of quarterback. If, if I bet you, if Peyton Manning came out in uh in this era, he'd probably be a scrambling quarterback too. There's no way. Yeah. It's a, it's the new, like literally like no one in the '90s in, at the quarterback position was a scrap Like that's why like Michael Vick was like oh my god, quarterback that can run because he was the only one that did it. Yeah, it was all pocket passers.
1: That's true, but still Matt Larson, eighth grade. He's got a he's got a couple of D one offers. No USC offer yet though.
0: Relax, he'll get the USC offer. <laughs> he'll get the he'll, USC. He'll get it. Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs>
1: he just has to be like mediocre and like.
0: He has line. to be good. He'll he'll be good. He's a four-star recruit. You got the USC offer. There you go. Done he'll deal. Be, <laughs> done deal. <laughs> His name is Liner. What else you want me to say? He
1: was so bad in the league.
0: What? Oh he, yeah, he, he was bad. He was bad. In the
1: league. But I mean, you know, there's the last thing I want to talk about here because uh, this really confused me for the longest time. All right. What is going on with those tweets with Odell and Debo? With I, too, I honestly, like, I, you know, I, lost. I had no. Debo to well. New England, and then Debo's was like, "Yo, bro, I was just bored at this point." And then all the scat, all the analysts were like, "Yeah, he's not going to New England. Like, where does Odell know something we don't know?" Or I, yeah, I don't think he
0: knows anything.
1: Or is he just, you know, trying to instigate? I think he's instigating.
0: I, 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 I generally think, he's, I think he has nothing. I don't think he has. I don't think he has
1: anything. But if, like why? Odell's never because he's this bored. Before. He's he's a
0: free agent. He's a free agent that no one's. How like, upset
1: would you be if Debo and Odell like ended up on the Patriots?
0: I I, I would be pretty like really like come on. <laughs> no, you'd be sad. I Honestly, I'd be more I'd be more ticked off having Debo than Odell.
1: Fine, just Debo. You it yeah,
0: well, yeah, that'll be like
1: you guys oh. automatically are not winning the division. Well, they're they're not winning the division too, so. I mean, you guys would end up in third place if Debo went to New England. Not scared still. No. We were literally talking about how shitty their draft class is. Like, come on. Yeah, I am saying, but Debo. How did he not get traded to the Jets? What happened?
0: I don't know what's going on.
1: Rumor has it that it was like a done deal, but then Saint Fran was like, no. They have what like, two years left on his deal, and they want to make it work. That's what. The, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, like honestly, like. Debo wants the deal and is refusing to play, but they think they can make it work.
0: Uh yeah. Either you guys give him a contract extension or trade him now. There's really no way to work. There's really no way to work around this. Honestly, you gotta give him the deal or or trade him. And
1: I, I'll honestly, maybe they
0: can get the deal done. They can get the deal done. If, if you if you give him a blank check, he'll sign it. He'll literally sign it. There's no way. I, I bet you he wants to be in San Fran. I bet you he wants to be in San Fran. Kittle. McKittle and play with, with Kyle Shanahan
1: in that offense. I Trey think. Lance, that'll be an exciting offense. Yeah. But uh mm. Trey Lance would have been like the first overall pick in the draft. I really think so.
0: Well, with Jacksonville. You know.
1: But uh, I'll take it like this. Obviously, yes, Jacksonville just drafted their guy. But I'm saying is if you rank the prospects right here, like let's say it was any other year, with these edge rushers on the board and they're all right, he would have been a top guy. But like he would have gone off the board at two with Detroit. But like it, it, he's kind of like in that same role. Like he was still the low floor,
0: high high ceiling guy. Still,
1: still, yeah. So we thought Malik Willis was that. Exactly. But obviously he
0: he was somehow wasn't.
1: Obviously the scouts were like,
0: nah. I still I was, three. He would the he was the third quarterback taken.
1: Hey, I was nervous, like, maybe he falls, maybe gets to 15.
0: Yeah, because the because New, New Orleans traded up. Detroit trade up, like, okay, this is where he gets picked.
1: No. Even the second round, I was like, okay, now he gets picked.
0: And then Desmond Ruhr got picked. I'm like, what? What is going on?
1: It's, and Sam Howell went, what, round five? Round six? Four, round
0: five. Like, like I said, Bailey Zap picked
1: was picked over him.
0: Bailey Zap. It's uh, it's very interesting.
1: That's for a, sure. It was a weird draft, but I had a good time.
0: I had a good time, too. I had a good time. So, <laughs> I love the draft. It's a lot of fun.
1: Kevin, you know what? What? Any closing statements? I, I want you to give the closing uh, words for the day. Closing
0: statement. Well, I will say about my New York Mets, thank you, Steve Cohen. You ate the contract of Robinson Cano. Thank goodness. It's a new era of Mets baseball because they can eat bad contracts like Robinson Cano.
1: Beautiful. Well said. Thank you. In these final statements, uh, this might be one of our last episodes here at the booth. We're oh, yeah. building one at home as well as the fact that the semester is ending. So yeah. on that note, thank you for tuning in. Everyone have a phenomenal final season. Many wishes and have a great close to the school year and to a tremendous summer of Yankees baseball.
0: And that's baseball. And, and, and Savannah Banana's baseball.
1: And Savannah Banana's baseball. Thank you, everyone.